on. Watch out, Doc. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a bad case of loving you. Do you have questions or need advice for all the aches and pains in your life? We're here to help. This is Doc Talk with Hans Olsen, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Man, we've had an amazing time with Doc Talk through the whole COVID-19 situation. Amazing physicians coming on from the University of Utah. Um, health and helping us understand what's going on with this virus, what's going on with COVID-19, also what's going on with your injuries and how we can help you and help you get back on the road to good health. 855-340-9663 to jump on the phone line with us. And today we've got one of the vets, one of the guys that's been around maybe the most when it comes to Doc Talk. It's Dr. Chris Gee. Dr. Gee, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Hans? I'm doing so good. How's things been? It's been it's it's at least been a month since I've talked to you. Yeah, yeah. I think we were just talking as all this was starting off, and uh, here we are, and we're still <laughs> quarantined, I guess. But uh, it's good. It's good to be on. I want to know uh, just from just from your point of view, how have things kind of changed with? what you're doing and, and at least getting back to normal, what percentage of normal are you guys at the clinic? Yeah, it's still pretty different here. Um, you know, we, we like to be able to see everybody and, and hands-on and, and work with them, but obviously that's not a great idea during the COVID. And so we've done a lot of things virtually. Um, we try as much as we can to, to, get an exam done and figure out what's going on with your, your injury. Um, uh, but we are starting to see more and more patients in the clinic, um, you know, healthy young people that we feel aren't a huge risk for COVID. So uh, we're slowly getting back. I would say we're, we're still probably uh, still uh, not quite to where we were before, but, but we're getting there. You're listening to Dr. Chris Gee. He's a team physician for the SLC Stars, uh, which is the G League affiliate of the Utah Jazz, and obviously works with the University of Utah Health and has done so many great things on Doc Talk and helped so many listeners with some ideas with whatever they're dealing with. And we really want to op- open this up to a gambit of questions. You know, I always start this out by kind of trying to spark some thought, Dr. Gee, and You know, there's a lot of people out there that are dealing with a lot of different things that have not felt comfortable to come in and get treated for. So if you're out there and you're dealing with a running injury or a biking injury, maybe you got in a bike accident, you've hurt your shoulder, you've got some pain that you're not used to. Maybe you're dealing with pain in your feet or in your legs. Maybe you had a kid that has hurt their knee or has hurt their hip or their shoulder. Um, There are so many different things out there that everybody's dealing with, and that's why we come together for Doc Talk. 855-340-9663. We get these great physicians on from University of Utah Health. I jump on. I basically host it. I try to stay out of the way as much as I can, and we take your phone calls and try to answer any questions that you have in regards to your health. Again, that's 855-340-9663. Nine six six three. And Dr. Gee, one thing that I wanted to start with, everybody that's out there that's dealing with an injury or is looking at a potential surgery um, when it comes to orthopedic surgery or otherwise, you guys are administering a, a COVID-19 test to everybody and then quarantining for a short time before they come into clinic, right? 
Yeah, so um, as far as the, like the surgeries and that, um, all of those patients need to be uh, COVID negative. And so we do a we do a, a COVID test on them. And once that's negative uh, and they've been kind of quarantined since since their test, um, then they come in and get their, their operation or surgery done. Um, you know, obviously there's still emergent cases happening and there, there's, you know, getting to be more and more things at the hospital. Um, but, but we have the luxury of, of the orthopedic center where we're kind of separate and we can control a lot more of that and keep it COVID free. Have things started to, as far as, because it, things kind of calmed down as COVID came around, right? And, and as, as everybody shut down and started to quarantine, has, have some of these emergent issues started to really crop back up? Yeah, they, they have, you know, it's, uh, it's been a really interesting month as uh, I start to see patients that had had a huge change in their activity, you know, maybe they went to the gym a couple times a week, and instead now they're working out at home. And I've seen people that have injured themselves at home or, or tried to work out differently and developed injuries. Uh, and, and so it's, it's definitely brought out a whole new uh, perspective uh, of of what can happen if you're one of those people that have been at home and you're trying to work out and maybe you've lifted something and dislocated something or felt something pop or you've got some type of issue with your body this is where we'd love to take care of you and what i love about doc talk you don't have to get out the insurance card you don't have to wait in a patient waiting room it, you just call 855-340-9663 with any of your questions and we'll get you back to good health here i also wanted yeah. to talk to you dr gee about uh, some of the the um some of the electronic interaction that you're having with patients now are, are you having more success with that is this something that you think more physicians are going to continue with yeah, it's it's definitely been a big learning curve. You know, at, at first we just started calling people. There were quickly some video platforms that got uh, um, that we started to use, and it's been interesting. You know, kind of trying to talk a patient through an exam. You know, it's one thing just to get their history, but it's another to get them to do certain motions that induce pain or stress ligaments and things like that. And so it's definitely been a learning curve. Um, and I, I don't think it's something that's going to go away. You know, it's uh, especially here in the Mountain West. Um, in Utah, we treat a lot of patients that come from Nevada and Wyoming and, and other states. And so it, uh, I think it'll be really nice for them to be able to call in, um, get a little update um, and kind of start some treatment before they have to drive all the way down here. And it it's, it seems like it might be something that's more affordable for patients in the future too, or or, or am I off on that? No, I, I think you're exactly right. You know, it's one of those things. Um, insurances haven't exactly known how to deal with telehealth kind of things up until yeah. this point, and 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 coronavirus really just shoved them into it, and so now it's been. Uh, kind of jumped into the mainstream and so we'll see how they how they adjust with that but uh it's been great you know i actually saw a, a gentleman today who was at his job site he, he said he couldn't take the day off and so he just took a couple minutes and, and wow i talked to him on the phone and i thought hey that's great you know he, he can keep working and and we can get some treatment started on him man i can't imagine how convenient that could be for patients where for sure yeah some people just can't and you know you've got a parent that's dealing with an injured child that 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 kid's in school or he's in some type of activity and you can't get in to see this healthcare provider how accurate can 
can a diagnosis be or a doctor's visit be in telehealth, uh, you know, when you're doing it over a laptop or a phone? How, how accurate do you think you could be in most cases? It is very difficult. And I've had a few cases that I definitely have had to bring them in anyway, just to to kind of verify what I was thinking and, and, and been kind of changed once I saw what was actually going on. Uh, but I think we're also learning how to use it a little more effectively, how to... Um, you know, particularly with musculoskeletal things, it's very hands-on. And, you know, your exam is a big part of what you're trying to do. And so we have to adjust that and learn how to use it a little differently. And so, you know, and having the patient step back and, and do things to themselves to try to figure out uh, what body part is injured mm-hmm. is kind of what we've had to figure out how to do. If you've got any questions about the telehealth or the ever-evolving world of healthcare, give us a call, 855-340-9663. We're willing to discuss any of those angles. I'm, I'm sure people have a lot of questions and, and a lot of concerns with you know, how they're going to get proper health care and, and feel like they're not putting themselves at risk. So please feel free to call us on that, 855-340-9663. Any injury you're dealing with, we'd love to take that call, see if we can help you figure out what injury you're dealing with or what injury your child is dealing with and see if we can give you some idea and direction. And with that being said, Dr. Gee, I'm I'm curious, from your point of view, um, how how – how is our health, how is our infrastructure doing? How is University of Utah Health doing as far as hospital beds and infrastructure to to take care of kind of this increase that we're seeing in COVID cases? So, you know, I can only speak for the U, and, and I just have to give great kudos to our medical directors and our administrators. They've done an awesome job. Tom Miller has directed a lot of this, uh, Maya Hightower and and uh, Bob Pendleton and some others that have basically tried to strip everything out that we don't need and have created a whole hospital within the hospital just for COVID patients. Um, And our capacity is doing really well right now. Um, You know, I think we've been running, normally you run in uh, 80 to 90%. um, So you don't have a lot of uh, room there. But uh, I think the latest numbers we saw, we were holding around 65 or so. And so they're, they're keeping some room there um, so that if things do get worse, we've got some capacity. Um, so, yeah, they've done a great job. And, and I think the other hospitals are doing the same thing, just really working hard to try to maintain capacity. You're listening to Dr. Chris Gee. And, and Dr. Gee, I, I really wanted to talk about the bubble that they're trying to institute for sports as well and, and just kind of get your thoughts in, in the bubble that you've seen or you've heard talked about where these athletes will be put into uh, really an isolated um, area that has been disinfected and, and is well taken care of, is, as you kind of create the image of, of what's going to be happening with the NBA bubble in Orlando, how safe do you feel it is as, as a physician? Um, I think the way they're approaching it is about as safe as it can be. Uh, they've done a, you know, they're going to make sure everybody's tested and quarantined and then tested again and, and just making sure that everybody coming in is as healthy as can be. Um, but nothing's 100%. You know, there's always ways to get in. Um, and I think it's as good as it, it can be, uh, but it's going to be difficult to maintain that. You know, I mean, you've been around teams and, and you know how many support staff are involved and how how much they have to do 
and just just bringing all those people in it's going to be really logistically difficult i think to do all of this yeah i was i was trying to put all the pieces together and you know as as guys leave the campus for a minute whether they're headed out to a restaurant i don't know how restricted they're going to be in that right you feel like once one has access to the outside it'll bring that access for everybody is is that improper thinking it is it's exactly right you know everybody talks about oh i was tested for covid and i'm negative but to be honest that test is only good up until that moment you're tested if you got a test and then you went out to a concert and were around a bunch of people you could have been exposed at that concert or that time and so really you've got to get the test and then stay away from other people um and so that's going to be hard for the players you know with uh they're not going to have their their normal support people around and you know are they going to limit their families and other things I, it's going to be interesting how limited they will be and and how restricted it'll be for them yeah no question about it and obviously they're they're talking about as the stages progress that they would allow these nba players to bring their families in you know once you bring your families in would would they all be tested at that point do you think i think they'd have to be yeah uh, they have also, you know, a lot of times, particularly in the playoffs, physicians will travel with uh, NBA teams. And that's been something that's had some question, um, you know, are, are all the doctors going to travel down there? And that's hard to take off, you know, a month of time. And so they, they're kind of looking for volunteers, people to stay isolated. So they're still working on some of the logistics. But, yeah, it's an interesting it's going to be tough. It really seems like it will be tough. Now, with all of your expertise and, and kind of your knowledge and the effort and money that the NBA can put into it, I know it's going to be tough. Is it possible? Can they pull Hello? it off? Did I lose you, Dr. Gee? Dr. Gee, are you there? Am I still on or did you guys lose me? Nope, you're still here. All right, we'll uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll see if we can fix the the phone lines and see if we can get Doctor Gee going. And we'll we'll be right back with Doc Talk. Please feel free to call 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-9663. With any of your medical questions that you might have, if you, if you got questions regarding COVID and and other situations. Give us a call. We'll get you headed on the path to good recovery here on Doc Talk. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. They say it's probably in the top 10, maybe even top five as far as shows on radio go doc talk it's a big <laughs> hit but it's not a big hit because of me it's a big hit because of the, the physicians that we bring in and dr chris gee has always been one of the best dr gee are you ready to jump out and take some phone calls yeah for sure sorry i kind of lost you for a minute there no problems man that's probably on our end we're just excited that you're here and ready to take some calls our first caller is tyler Tyler, you're up with Dr. Gee. Go ahead with your question, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Doc Talk, number one show on the radio. Yeah, it's, um, they, say, they say number one in, in, in the doctor categories, so that's good. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, so everything with COVID that's going on, I think one thing that's being overlooked is our mental health and uh, a lot of anxiety, especially with, you know, 
my children specifically, what are some things that we can do with our um, emotional health? Is, is that also with telehealth that we can call in and do one-on-ones that way? Or what, what can we do with that? That is a, a great question um, and something that we've been really concerned about. You know, I know a lot of young athletes that manage their stress and anxiety by working out and participating in sports and, and kind of having that mental release. And then they're able to get back and perform in school and jobs and other things. And so um, that is a huge part of, of what we need to do. Um, so, yes, there are some virtual um, options available. I know there are some counselors um, who, you know, can still uh, see you virtually. Uh, and that's a nice opportunity, you know, because honestly, we don't need to to be examined as much in those scenarios. But to just sit and talk, um, kind of go over some anxiety issues that we have, um, I think can be really helpful. Um, I've also been encouraging my, you know, young athletes to make sure they're getting out and as much as they can trying to work out, you know, I know it's tough depending on the sport that you play, but even just getting outside and going for walks more and, and uh, just exerting yourself a little bit can help your, your mental status so much. Hey, Dr. Gear, are they, are they, are they counseling the kids or are they typically counseling the parents? Uh, it, it's probably both. Um, it depends on who's having, you know, maybe who's been more established in the past. But um, I think there's been both uh, scenarios that I can think of uh, that have needed it and, and been benefited by it. Tyler, any other thoughts or questions there? No, I appreciate it, you guys. I think uh, in the long run, there's going to be a lot of um with finances and a lot of setbacks with this COVID in the long run than just what's going on right now. But I appreciate the the doc talk. Keep it up. Thanks, Tyler. 855-340-9663. That opens up a phone line. 855-340-9663. And Dr. Gee, he really does. He I, I know we typically talk about broken joints and, and bruised muscles and torn ligaments, but one area that we don't talk enough about that sometimes it's a taboo subject is really our mental stability, our, our emotional stability. And I know that our country has taken a huge dip through this with their mental stability. And, and I worry about that. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, I don't think any of us had any idea how bad this was going to really impact us. You know, I think at first we thought, oh, we'll spend a couple of weeks in our, our own homes. And, and suddenly it's turned into months and, and we're still not back to normal. And it, it's really difficult. And I, I feel uh, particularly bad for, you know, young teens and, and, and kids that missed out on their the end of their school year. Um I have a son who's uh, graduating from, well, two sons, one graduating from college, one graduating from um, high school, and both of them kind of missed out on that. And, yeah. and uh, it, it's a big thing. And so, yeah, there's going to be a lot of effort, I think, trying to stabilize that, addressing the, the issues that have come up. And we need to be open, particularly as, as parents, um, in talking to our kids and saying, hey, how are you dealing with this? Do we need to get out and... Um, Go do something just, you know, one-on-one or, or just some way to help them to blow off some steam that, because uh, they're, they're all stressed by this for sure. 
I've got to imagine they're, the counselors are, are pretty busy trying to help parents yeah. understand what kids are going through, trying to help kids understand what our country is going through and how they can manage it. Are, are they doing kind of the telehealth as well, the, the Zoom calls, the interactions on, so, on, on the Internet? Yes. Yep, they are. Um, you can get in and uh, basically they can can do a, a consult and then talk with you. Um, it's, it's pretty nice. They're able to just talk as if you were in the office uh, and really be able to get out some of those concerns and then check up with you and make sure that you're, you're doing well. Um, but it is a big concern and something we need to be careful with. Um, and make sure that their mental health is, is doing just as well as everything else. Well, that's that's also a great point. Is that something where we as parents need to address this with our kids? Is this something where, let's say we've got an 8, a 10, a 14, a 17-year-old, do you need to sit down individually and, and question them, or do you fill out where you think they are? Like, how would you go about that as a, as a, as a physician? Yeah, you know, I think each family is obviously different and how they're how they're coping with a lot of this. But I, I do believe that it's it's important as a as a parent or, um, you know, even a leader over youth to kind of reach out and see how they're handling this. Um, it's easy to kind of look at this and say, oh, yeah, they get to stay home all the time and, and they're just, um, you know, playing more video games than they were before. But but kids have struggled with the new online schools and and how to cope with that and not having that very important interaction with their friends. And so I think as parents, it's, it's important for us to feel out how they're doing and see what we can do to ameliorate any problems and help them feel as normal as possible in this very abnormal time. Yeah, because I, I got to imagine even conversations between spouses are probably pretty difficult right now where there are people out there, you know, millions of people that have lost their jobs. And you know, oh, I, yeah. I, I would imagine that it's probably difficult conversation between a husband and wife that they've never had to have this conversation where they're both home. Maybe both are unemployed. Maybe one's unemployed and he was the breadwinner or she was the breadwinner. There's probably some difficult conversations out there that are, that are leading to stress on marriages and depression. Oh, very much so. You know, I can speak specifically for, for medicine, you know, that's seen as an extremely stable job. And yet at the beginning of this, we were not sure if we were going to be able to see patients or not, you know, and, and so that just induces a lot of stress and that people haven't experienced before. Um, so it, it's, it's a time I think for us to step back and, evaluate where we're at and where our families are at and make sure that we're coming through this okay. Um, I think overall we've, especially Utah has done a great job of, of kind of keeping the virus from getting uncontained, but there's a lot of implications with work and school and emotional um, interactions that we just don't have anymore that we need to make sure these kids are, are kids and families are getting help with. You're listening to Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You're listening to Dr. Chris Gee. If you've got a question about the COVID situation or you've got a question about your uh, current health or the health of one of your children, give us a call, 855-340-9663 on the phone line, or you can reach us at 975 on Twitter and I've got somebody that just tweeted at me, can't get to the phone, but he tweeted a question of a wrist dislocation. 
he's dislocated his wrist or thinks he dislocated his wrist. Is that, and I don't know, he didn't say when, but uh, a wrist dislocation, is that something that you would that you would need to get immer- immediately into an emergency room or, or how would he deal with that? It, it depends on kind of what's moving in the wrist, but yes, if it was fully dislocated, um, those are oftentimes difficult to get back in. Uh, when you look at the wrist, there's two rows of small bones and they can kind of get stuck on one another sometimes and not want to get reduced back into the joint. Um, and when that happens in a dislocation, it, it stretches the blood supply to those bones and that, that blood supply can be impaired. And so it is very important to get them reduced right away. Um, now, if it was something that maybe the wrist popped in and out, maybe they could be seen you know, within a few days. But um, if it fully dislocated, I'd want them to be seen right away. At Sly underscore 45, I, you're going to have to tweet some more information about this because I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just a, a very simple question of a, of a wrist dislocation. Is that typically a more painful dislocation on the body? Yeah, for sure. And it's it's not, you know, there are certain joints that are hard to dislocate. And that's one that it, it's not very common that it gets dislocated. Usually what will happen is one of the bones will kind of pop out Um and then uh, it's you know has to be forced back in. Um, so that's a, a a very painful and uncomfortable injury. That's for sure. Yeah, no question about it. But uh, if if you want to tweet in some more information on that, we'd love to take that. What we'll do, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back to Doc Talk. You're listening to Dr. Chris Gee here on Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health. Phone lines are open, 855-340-9663 to jump on with your questions. Again, it's Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health. They call me You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's right. It is Doc Talk, brought to you by University of Utah Health, the best crew in the state, if not in the entire country. Dr. Gee, how you doing, man? You still hanging in there okay? Yeah, doing well. All right. You ready to jump back out to the phone calls? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's jump back out to the callers. 855 855- Three four zero nine six six three. If you've got an injury, any situation that you might be dealing with, give us a call at 855-340-9663. Our next caller on the line is Rusty. Rusty, what's your question for Dr. Gee? Yeah, I was out uh, going on a long hike the other day for last uh, last month, and ever since then, um, I've developed kind of a plantar fasciitis in my right heel. It's it's sore every time I get up from sitting down or laying down or anything like that. And even just, it takes a long time, maybe 20 or 30 minutes of walking before it ends up loosening up and, and even bearable. Otherwise, it's just, it hurts to put any weight on it. Is that is it still doing that? Like even from in, in this, it's, how, how long have you been? It's still doing it today. How long have you been dealing with it? Uh, well, for, for a couple of years, actually. A couple of years? Dr. Gee, what do you and think? It, but, it, but it's... But it's presenting like a plantar fasciitis. I don't know if it's something else that needs to be looked at, or if it's if it's just a, a temporary injury that needs to be worked on. Sure. Yeah. Tell me. You mentioned you were hike on a long hike. What? Uh, how much do you hike, and what kind of activities are you involved in? 
so this it started when I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail in 2017. Okay. Okay. And, and does it bother you just with day-to-day -day activities now? Day-to-day -day activities, it, it hurts and it's a stiffness after I get up from, uh, from a long rest, whether I'm laying down or, or sitting down or whatever the case may be. And does it hurt you like first thing in the morning when you're getting up on it? That's the worst. It's always in the mornings. Okay. Um, yeah, it definitely could be some plantar fasciitis. Um, the plantar fascia is basically a, a piece of tissue that connects your heel to the front part of your foot on the, on the, the bottom of your, the sole of your foot. And in people that are active, it can definitely start to get a little stretched and get a little inflammation, uh, particularly in the heel. Uh, it gets bad in the morning because as we sleep, we tend to just let our feet relax and that allows that plantar fascia to kind of shorten a little bit. And so when you first stepping up, you're just really pulling on that and starting to really aggravate it. Um, most of the time plantar fascia, uh, and it can be a tough one to treat, but it can respond to some kind of like an orthotic. Uh, if you've got a flat foot and even some cushioning in the heel that can help sometimes some therapy, um, or I know Hans has had uh, uh, good success with like uh, night boots yeah. or night uh, splints. Had to wear uh, one for two years. Just stretch your foot out overnight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, one, one, one worry I have with Rusty is how long he's been dealing with this. I mean, two years. Right. Can fasciitis last for that long? It can, you know, it can be a chronic issue, but I would definitely want to get it evaluated to make sure that it's not something else. Um, particularly in runners, there is a nerve that can get pinched into, into your foot down in that area about where the plantar fascia is. And I've had uh, a f some patients where it really isn't the plantar fascia, it's the nerve that's impinged. And once we did an injection into the nerve, they felt a ton better. Um, so it, there are a few other things that if it's not improving, that it's always good to get it looked at and just to make sure, yes, this is plantar fascia or no, we need to treat it differently. Well, Rusty, if that thing continues on you, make sure that you get in and, and check out University of Utah Health. And, you know, you can even get in touch with Dr. Gee and the other great physicians by going to the website or you can come into their clinic. Dr. Gee, can you kind of talk to us about where the clinic's at right now? Are, are you guys uh, extending hours or reducing hours? So we are trying to get back up to, to normal hours. Uh, so first of all, like our injury clinic is back to its normal four to eight, uh, Monday through Friday, or sorry, Monday through Thursday, and then 12 to six on Friday. Um, and that's at the orthopedic center. We we used to allow it to be just kind of walk in. We are asking people now to kind of call ahead just so that we don't get a ton of people and they're sitting in the waiting room all at the same time. Uh, and so we try to just put them into slots. Um, so we're not up to quite full capacity yet, uh, but we're slowly getting there. Um, and then with regular clinics, most of what the doctors are doing is you know, getting what uh, whatever patients call in to get an appointment, and then we review their age and medical history. And if, if it seems like it's something that'd be better done over the phone, then we'll we'll just call them. Um, otherwise, have them come in uh, uh, to get evaluated. These walk-in clinics are an opportunity for you out there that have an acute injury to 
come in and get that seen by some of the top physicians in the state of Utah. And we're talking about the physicians that, in Dr. Gee's case, help with the Salt Lake City Stars. Um, we're talking about physicians that help with the Utah Jazz and the University of Utah football team. These are the best in the business, and it's a walk-in, non-appointment. But, as you heard Dr. Gee say, we would like to get a phone call. Um, we would like to have you call in for the clinic. That is 801 997 9955. That's 801 997 9955. Or you could just um, come in and, and obviously they'll do what they can to get you in if it's if it's that type of situation. But these walk-in clinics are amazing. Just off the corner of Wakar Way and Foothill Drive. We're going to take another quick break here on Doc Talk. We'll come back to your phone calls, 855-340-9663. We might be able to slip in one more phone call. So if you're dealing with a situation, let us know here on Doc Talk. That's 855-340-9663. You're listening to Doc Talk, presented by University of Utah Health on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, and if you're looking for more information with Doc Talk or Dr. Gee or any of the great physicians, you can go to sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. That's sportsmed.uofuhealth.org. And you're going to be able to find these great physicians that can take care of you. Dr. Gee, thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Phone lines are banked. You ready to jump back out to them? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Carter, you're up next with Dr. Gee. Go ahead, Carter. Dr. Gee, it's good to see you. We'll talk to you at least. I wish I could yeah, come see you. Yeah. And it's been a hard season for that. Um, for sure. I wanted you to talk to you about, um, you know, I, ever since I was a kid, um, I was really big in, big in bodybuilding. And I, like, okay. up my confidence. And, and ever since um, um, this kind of – like I've been laid off of work and, and it's been so long that it's been since oh, January since I worked and I'm used to always being at the gym. I'm a part-time trainer also. So I usually spend three hours at the gym, you know, and the rest of the time I'd spend, you know, training. And either that, you know, either making macaroni and cheese or whatnot, you know, feeds the belly at home. But uh, at this time, um, you know, um, since it took so long um, and I had some injuries that my doctor put yeah. me on, on um, it's, it's called Subutext. And I just barely got off it today. He put me on Subutex and Valium, and I got off Subutex today, but I was wondering about these treatment centers. You know, um, sometimes it's hard to find help, you know, and, sure. and man, I've been looking out the last uh, few days everywhere, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's tough, you know. I got to be there for my family, you know, I got to... You know, be the tough one, and <laughs> yeah, sure. can't always be with this going on. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm ready yeah. to, you know. So, so you know, I'm done with the uh, with the uh, you know extremely difficult detox of of the 
I guess they call it buprenorphine, you know. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I'm, I'm looking, you know, um, is there a lot of places that does counseling, one-on-one counseling, you know, grief counseling? Um, um, you know, what should I be doing right now? I should be getting out and doing as much as possible, which was my yeah, get-up and go plan before. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, that's a, it, it's a tough scenario, you know, and we'll, we, we see a lot of athletes that have like exactly your situation, you know, had a, a number of injuries and even, even non-athletes, just people that played sports and been active and they have some injuries and, mm-hmm. and you start going down yeah. this, this road of, you know, using some pain medication and, and it, it's tough, you know, those things are really addictive and really, really hard on the body. And, you know, going through all those detoxes, like you, you said, that's a, that's a tough thing to do. So hats off yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Happy you know, was that? that was a tough, so, but it's, yeah, it's, not, it's not fun, right? So. Oh, for sure. And that's, yep. that's the thing, you know, I think, I think there are some resources out in the community um, that you can definitely meet with um, some counselors and kind of talk to them. Um, Cause you don't want to, you know, turn back to your, your old ways and, and, uh, get back into the addiction because that's just going to cause more problems. And like you said, you know, you got to be there for your family and be supportive. So, yeah. 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 So um, there's getting to be more and more options. I know some of our emergency physicians have started to, to do more treatment with some of the buprenorphine to try to help Mm -hmm. people detox off of these things. So uh, there are, there are resources out there, but it, you know, it's a tough, tough uh, road for you for sure. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I'm seeing friends go down this this road, and you know, and and man, I see that it's tough, and you know, I still have a ways to go, you know, during the tough part. But um, at least I'm on the right way. I was just trying to to uh, look out for some help, and and let know pe- other people at the same time if they're dealing with the same problems. Um, for sure, you know that. Where can we look at? out at you know or can we go to an inpatient is there inpatient you know is there outpatient or just a or just a detox to get you through and then muscle your way through you know till this is over and grab yourself a job and For get sure. out of life yeah so i was actually just looking up uh you know our the university has the the neuropsychiatric unit um that does a lot of the addiction recovery services and so uh, one of their, their phone number, uh, if you want to take it down is 801-583-2500. Uh, and they have, uh, a lot of resources and can figure out what's going to be best for you. You know, is it best to do some inpatient stuff for a short time, or is it best to just try to keep things you know, uh, where you're at for a little while, but that'll help. You know, of course it's best to do as much as possible, but I have a family, you know, so (laughs) I need to do the best for, for all of us, you know, and that's me to, you know, try to get back to work and, you know, and, and in the construction right now, it's been hard, you know, I've just been going to job to job and, and are you still dealing with a lot of pain, Carter? Um, you know, there is pain. Obviously, there's like a lot of gastrointestinal pain and some stuff like that, but I just try and deal with it, you know, and 
Yeah, it, it's tough, but I try to put on brave face, <laughs> brave specific face. You yeah, know? I, I, I can <laughs> and, tell. I can tell that you're a man with kind of a, a drive to take care of his family, and I can tell that it's your goal and really the only thing that you can that you feel like you can do right now. But Doctor Gee, I, I also worry just about the the mental health and and also if this addiction furthers. What, what do you what do you tell people, Doctor Gee, that are dealing with this, but they have family obligations? Do you, do you tell them, hey, we need to get you in a clinic. We need to get you treatment. You need to step away from your job. You like, may, you may need. How much should yeah. you go? You know, like how far? Yeah, think, how far does Carter need to go, Doctor Gee? Yeah, you know that's a, a great question, and one of the things that that a lot of these addiction uh, recovery uh, people help with is trying to get an, a sense of what are your pressures individually? You know, what kind of things do you have before you? Like if you're the sole provider, then it's really hard to say, yeah, you're going to be in inpatient for three weeks and you're not going to have any income. And so looking at some of those resources, there are other, you know, uh, resources in the community where maybe you're, you're not, uh, admitted, but you you have uh, a counselor that you can meet with, an accountability partner that you can talk with, um, and you know keep you in line and get you recovered that way. Uh, but it, it is it's a it's a patient by patient kind of uh, scenario and. You know, back to that mental health, that's a big piece that we need to be aware of. Man, I can see this vicious circle, though, Carter. I, I, I can understand it because you feel like you, you're doing everything you can to provide for your family. And the last thing on your mind is mm-hmm. a medical bill for your mental health and, and your recovery. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, that's and, the biggest part. And I could see. You know, like, how much should I get spend to get there? Yeah. And, you know, pretty much, you know, I just want to be safe about it and be there mentally, um, you know, when in two weeks when I need to get myself back to work and get bills caught up, you know. Well, so, let, let me ask you this, um, Carter, just on, on, a, on a personal level, and, and I know there's still anonymity. Not a lot of people know who you are. We're not going to tra- track you down. But how serious is the addiction? How bad is it, bud? In the past, as in bad, um, like, like when I was really young, and I did go through a long program then, and then I stopped, and then I got through the program and did really well, you know, for the longest time until I tore my bicep. Yeah. And once I tore my yeah. bicep and those two spots, and I was a bodybuilder too, you know, and that took up yeah. a lot of my time. So I, I'm kind of more ADHD, and I like to take care of people, yeah. hmm. you know, my family, you know, every penny could would I I would give out to anyone, you know. So yeah, so that's kind of me, you know. So for sure, and that's a, it's a tough scenario, and you know, when you're that kind of a person, and and you're also obviously an athlete that you've worked out in the past, you have that drive to succeed and that drive to get better, and you know, sometimes you're thinking just. Like, hey, maybe if I take a couple pills and I'll be able to kind of get on top of this and you don't see the, you know, the addiction coming. And it's so tough to get off of those. Um, but, you know, the, I always try to tell people there's there's uh, maybe the medical right choice and then there's the right choice for you. 
Um, you know, it isn't always that somebody needs to get their ACL fixed. Um, it may not be beneficial for them to do that. And so, yeah, it might help you to go in through a long detox, but that's going to really hurt your family, you know? And so, so I think finding a middle ground that works for the, for you so that you're able to get the help you need, but not necessarily, uh, be out of work for a, a long period of time. So you're not having big bills with no money coming in. Mm. That would be such a tough position to be in, Dr. Gee. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm really concerned for Carter. Carter, I hope that you take care of your mental health, and I hope you can find a way to take care of not only your mental health, but your family as well. Tough thing to balance. And um, I do know That's that true. there are a lot of help, <clears throat> help programs out there, and I do know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints offers a, a, a free uh, clinic for addicts and, and other situations. So, you know, you could even look into that. And, and uh, I've actually I've actually attended those and, and I've taken individuals to those and I've been a part of those and I've seen a lot of great recovery and those are free. And you, you, yeah. can, you can get individual help for free and you can still maintain that family responsibility while you're also doing work on yourself and for yourself. So, Carter, there are some options out there. And, and Dr. Gee, I've got to imagine there's some other free options out there that, you know, where you can get state funding and things. Totally. Yeah. And that's the that's where a lot of our social workers within addiction recovery can really help out knowing what resources are available for you. Sometimes it depends on even the city you live in. You know, sometimes the city has various resources uh, that can can help you uh, city or county. And so yeah, looking into those and, and, you know, the big thing for Carter is, hey, capitalize on wanting to get better, capitalize on the success you have had, and just keep working, you know, one day at a time. You're a good man, Carter. I'm proud of your work, man. Just keep it up every day. Awesome. Just keep grinding. And, and you're doing the right thing as a father. And and you're successful in your work. And I, I know it might go unnoticed at times, but you're doing the right thing. You're a good dad. I can tell that you're putting your family first, and, and that's important. I just want you to take care of yourself as well. So get that help that you need, bud. And thanks for the call. Dr. Gee, thanks for the great show tonight. We really appreciate you. Yeah, I was happy to, to talk to some people and hopefully help some people out. I'm sure you did, and, and I know Carter could be one of them. We really appreciate you and appreciate him. And obviously, we appreciate University of Utah Health and all that they do. If you've got any questions in regards to your health, you can walk into the clinic off of Wakar Way and Foothill Drive, Monday through Thursday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and Friday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m., we are asking that you call before you arrive. It's it's really not a schedule situation, but we'd like to know that you're coming in. 801-997-9955. Or you can find us at sportsmed.uofuhealth.org, the best physicians in the state of Utah, the best physicians in the country, my close friends, and they've done the work on all my family members. These are the best physicians in the state. Dr. Gee, thank you so much. Yeah, glad to help out. You have a good night. Keep it tuned right here for the Movie Zone. Coming up next, Austin Horton, Johnny Lightfoot, and some huge, huge breaking news in regards to theaters here in the state of Utah. That's all next on the Movie Zone.